Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We absolutely had the opportunity to go viral. I feel like you have that thought like four times a week. I think I do. And one of these times I will think of it before the moment has passed. Do you remember that time that you wanted to go viral for putting on a, well, no, let me start that over. Do you remember the time that you wanted us to webcam ourselves sleeping because a guy was making like $350,000 to like, yes, people were paying to watch him sleep. And and you were trying to convince me that it was a good idea. I'm like, absolutely. It is not a good idea. It was Lily, the dog sleeping. It, huh? Was it, was it a dog or a person sleeping? No, it was a guy who put a camera above his bed. I don't even know if he was making any money off of it, but he was getting tens of thousands of views and follows on TikTok right when TikTok started just from people watching him as he slept. So weird. Um, here's what I thought of today after the fact. We're sitting in the studio, just hanging out. Ellie's playing on the floor and Callie starts staring at some, staring at something out of the window. And there is a couple sitting on a bench, like 40 yards away. And they're clearly arguing. And Callie's kind of doing like a play-by-play. Like he was really animated and she was not even looking at him, right? No, she had her arms crossed and she was looking like straight ahead and he was sitting like to her left, very animated, looking straight at her, you know, gesturing wildly. And she was just sitting there like, Ooh, you screwed up. And then at some point, a few minutes later, uh, she was gesturing wildly and like returning it to him. And then he was showing her stuff on his phone and reading stuff off his phone. So um, either he got, you know, busted Oh, I know exactly what happened. I listened to enough Chidi's podcast to know that she saw something on his phone she didn't like. That's my conclusion of the duo. But why would he be reading her his phone to her? Because I thought I thought he had an "I'm sorry" letter that he was writing. Mm, he didn't look like he was sorry, so I'm going to dock him a point for that. I thought it was either because I texted Lace and Catherine, the the hosts of Chidi's podcast, and I said. Um, they thought that maybe he had written a letter of like bullet A, B, C, D to like combat whatever they had been fighting about. Uh, like, a, like a lawyer would for his closing arguments. Like you would maybe. I have proven during this entire conversation that A, I could not have been in her bed on the day you said I was. Right. Because it was a full moon and you know, I don't go out on full moons. Well, I think what it looked like to me, and this is the crazy made up story in my head and I have no clue what happened. Well, this is what you're thinking, what you're saying right now uh-huh. is how we could have gone viral because whatever you're about to say, we should have said in the moment and then filmed them and done their voices. 
Okay. So yes, love the idea, but also I don't believe in filming people without their knowledge. So I feel like no on that. Um, but I do think that the fight, here's my guess. And I feel like I want to say it out loud. Um, my guess about their fight and why he was reading something to her is I think she heard that he was messaging someone else or whatever. And he's like, no, 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 I'll read you the messages. Now, if it were you and I, you would just hand me your phone and say, freaking read it. Like, I, I don't care. Read my phone, like read the messages and see for yourself. Or you and Chrissy would get together and hook up and, and like poison a piece of toast that I'm eating with some super intense sleeping pill. Mm -hmm. And then while I'm asleep, use uh, my face to unlock my phone. And then you would change it to only your face unlocks it. And yeah. th then when I wake up, all of my messages for now until eternity are are being sent to an iPad that Chrissy has at her house. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but he, a guy that has nothing to hide, reads excerpts from the conversation. So I think. Oh, you mean was, a guy who has something to hide? Yeah. Got it. Um, sits there and says, no, I'm reading you the text. Like how can, like you're crazy. I'm sitting here and I'm reading you the text, which is funny because if you're on the receiving end of that, which by the way, I have been on the receiving end of that conversation. Um, they're going to hand you their phone. They're not going to like select and pick and choose what you can see. Um, but yeah, so. You know what my thought was, was, was totally different. Um, when you told me that he was reading something off his phone, hmm. so I'm like, no, who's going to fall for that? Let me read you what I wrote her, right? When the phone's right there and you can show somebody. So my thought was that he lost a ton of money on March Madness gambling and was reading her in a letter of apology. Like their summer vacation had to get canceled or something, or he had to, he was going to like, they lived together and he's responsible for half the rent and it's all gone because there was an upset in the tournament and it was a letter of apology. That was my thought. Well, you, you typically like to see the good in people. So I could see, um, <laughs> is this the letter that this is the world we're living in where the good in, per in a person is someone who blew a bunch of money as opposed to cheating. Yeah. Also, um, my final comment on that is, I mean, you've been there, right? Have you ever had a public fight? I definitely have had a public fight. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, we've yes. all been there. Yeah. So no judgment. And it was like really entertaining to watch. And, you know, I did want to yell out the door like, he's not worth it. Like, you're awesome. Um, you know, even though I don't know the situation. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Thursday, March 24th. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for productive mornings. Yesterday morning, crushed it and that sets you up for success for the whole day. My name is Callie Dollar and I am grateful for organization. I feel like I have been very organized this week. I am into it and I am feeling good about my level of organization. So I'm giving myself a little like, you know, pat on the back for that. Sitting to your left, Callie, mm -hmm. are two pieces of paper. One is labeled first, one is labeled second. Before you open them. Which one do you want me to read first? First. <laughs> um, before you open them, 
I want to tell you what they are. I was looking for something on the internet on in my Gmail and one thing led to another and I just needed a break from what I was working on. So the one labeled first is the very first time you ever sent me an email. Oh my gosh. So the first one is an email from somebody we know, so you can read that. And then the second one is your response to me. This is our very first ever email exchange. Okay. It says. The one, the front one is not from you, but you have to read the first one okay, so in the, order to get to the response. The, this is so funny. The first email, did you notice the date on this? February 2nd. That's my birthday. Oh, really? Yeah. No, I didn't notice so it. So on my birthday, before we knew, knew each other, um, a woman that we both know in common said, Dear Jeff, do you have contact info for James David Carter? He was on the Burt Show's Big Break and Cali Riggs with Alliance Artists has a client that is interested in using his voice for a demo. And then it has my contact information. So I responded to that email to Michelle and I said, here you go, Michelle. Here's uh his cell phone and his email address and whatever contact info. And then what did you do? And then I copied you in and I said, thank you. Mm -hmm. Copied me in, even though I sent it to Michelle and she forwarded it to you. Right. Cause then now that I have your email, I thank you. Cause I'm a nice person. Okay. Well, um, now it's about to get awkward. Don't open it yet. Oh, Are you okay. ready for it to get yeah. awkward. Okay. Now it's about to get awkward. Cause that email that I just showed you, Right. right. That was the um, that was the first email that we exchanged mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. This is the first awkwardly flirty email that we exchanged. And let me explain, because the very first part is a little difficult to read to understand. Mm -hmm. But a publicist, this is when I worked on the Bird Show, invited everybody on the show to the grand opening of like a waffle restaurant. Oh, I remember this waffled. I don't think it's around anymore, but yeah. So go ahead. Just read aloud. Don't read ahead because you'll ruin the surprise. Okay. Do you, you want me to start with Hey Burt Show team? No, that's just the invite. Okay. So and the, it, then I forward it to you and I say what? <laughs> if you and, should I make up a name? You can make up a name if you like. If you and. Go with Kevin. Kevin are thirsty for another tiny water. And then you put a winky face. And then I forwarded the invite. Explain who Kevin is in this scenario. Kevin is the guy that I was dating at the time. Yep. Next email. Your response, please. I said, ha, you should go. And then you said, no waffles until after the triathlon. Pizza was my big pre-race splurge. And then I said, oh, well, you aren't missing out. Um, and then you said, man, short Cali rigs on some water and you're screwed for life. Winky face again. I said, the food is not good, period. You said, I was teasing, period. Then I said, go taste it with like 5 million teas after it. And These then, are obviously all inside jokes. Like and the then you said, like the I'll report back after I do. And that was in August of 2012. Um, your triathlon was what in September of 2012, meaning we first hooked up in November, October, November. Yeah. 
It was after. It was a couple months after the triathlon. Um. So yeah, we were both dating other people. And we were emailing this because we are shady AF. Winky faces and whatnot. Winky faces. I mean, Inside if that's jokes. not 2012 right there, this was before emojis were a thing. <laughs> right. This was a flat out winky face. We're having a little bit of a debate in our house right now because Ellie, it'll be her second Easter, but it'll be, you know, last Easter, she was just kind of like a potato. Yeah. You know, like she just she wasn't like running around and whatever, able to hunt for eggs or anything. So Jeff and I were talking about what we should do for Ellie's Easter. And Jeff is so excited to do an Easter egg hunt with her. I am, too. I love it. It was one of the most fun things ever as a kid. I remember going to like neighborhood Easter egg hunts and it was so fun and great. And she'll get it too. Like she might not be great at it, but she'll understand the concept of picking up similarly sized and shaped things and putting them in one place. Right. She'll get that much of it. Like she's not going to know anything else. Now, Jeff says, oh, we have to like dye eggs with her to which I'm thinking like, oh, I don't know, like food coloring and toddlers like doesn't really sound like something we should. Yeah, I, I don't know. But like, OK. And then he's like, yeah, we can just hide them for her all over the house. And, you know, like when a record screeches to stop, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like we can't hide hard boiled eggs in our house. Like hard boiled Easter egg hunts are for outside. And Jeff is like so appalled by this thought. I'm like, no, no, no. You hide the plastic ones inside. And if you're going to do Jeff Dollar, if we can't keep let me let me bring up the ghosts of Easter past from my childhood. And there's two that I can remember. These are the two Easter lessons that I have learned in my childhood. Number one is if you forget where you hid the eggs and Uh they're hard boiled, your house will smell Awful. Okay. Um, point of order or whatever it's called, thing, statement, objection, whatever. Guess what? By the time it starts to stink, we'll be two months out of this house. <laughs> so that's the okay. gift. That's the gift that, that keeps on giving to the next resident. That is a slightly valid point. What is your next? That's the end of it. You said you had two points. I do have two points. The second one was we hid plastic eggs, and this is so true to form to my father, Um, but we hid plastic eggs. One of them we hid in the oven and forgot that it was in there. I mean, we didn't because we were hunting. My parents forgot that it was in there, so it melted in the bottom of our oven. Not only did it smell awful, it was such a pain for my parents to clean up. And after that year, every year, my dad and mom, my parents would hide Easter eggs, but they would write down where they hid them. Please don't say that. Come on. You, how Greg Riggs is that? He probably still has the list. You could probably ask him for Easter 1992 or whatever, and he could probably pull it out and be like, here's where the eggs were. He, because my dad is a man of systems. When a system fails, as the oven one did, as the Easter egg, like the hard boiled eggs in the house thing did, when that fails, you find a system to where that doesn't happen again. Here's why. There, there is no difference between the, or why there's only one option for me f- for the hiding of the eggs. There's not a plastic egg place and a hard boiled egg place. I grew up in Syracuse. There were no outdoor Easter egg hunts. 
That makes me so sad. They were all inside. And so a couple days before Easter, you hard boil the eggs. You sit at the kitchen table with mom and dad and you get the little um, P-A-A-S is a pass or whatever. Pause. Whatever that's called. And you punch the holes out in the back. And it's horrible. And then you have that little like wire thing that yep. doesn't really ever work. And you have to drop it like four times the egg before you actually can pull it up. And then when you set it on the thing, um, it... It like there's always a spot on the bottom because it doesn't properly sit in the pasta mm-hmm. thing. Um, but that's what you need to do. And sometimes you get a crayon and you write on the egg with a crayon before you dip it. And then it makes a decoration. And then there's also stickers. Mm-hmm. And that's what you do. That's what you do. I wouldn't worry about it because um, how did my pumpkin go car- pumpkin carving with Ellie go last year? Oh, it didn't. Did you even try no. to carve the pumpkin? No. No, you did because we had roasted seeds or something. Yeah. About a week after Halloween, before oh. I threw the pumpkins out, yeah. I, pull, I pulled all the seeds out and, and roasted them. Have you never, so you're telling me you've never had a proper outside Easter egg hunt? Never. Oh my gosh. This is the best thing ever about living in the South. I think I that Ellie and I should hide eggs for you and Lily. Great. You can do that in a couple of years. I mean, Ellie can't help you right now. And we live in a townhome. So it's going to kind of be like, is it on the left side of the garage or the right side of the garage? Hmm. End of hunt. Two people in the past week have have written me on Instagram and asked me a very specific question. So I want to I want to answer it. I don't know if this is like a trend or I don't know if this is a whatever, but I want to answer it here. Um just in case cuz I think it can help more than just two people. Uh it's these two people both wrote and said my husband, I think one was a husband, one was a fiance just lost his job, just got fired, just got downsized, just got cut, whatever, fired, lost his job. I get this question routinely too. How do I help support him? And I thought about it and I have three rules. Okay. Three rules of how to support a man who has just lost his job. Um, Rule number one, do not say everything will be okay. Because guys are dramatic. Look at any guy who has a cold, you know, mm-hmm. like any guy who has a cold is lying in bed like he's got some sort of, you know, uh, um, flu from the the jungles of of Africa that has him, you know, barely clinging on to, to life or like COVID. That too. Yeah, I guess <laughs> that could be a new example. But it has like but the reality is uh, he's just got like one plug sinus. Mm hmm. In a fever of 99, right? Mm-hmm. Guys are dramatic. So don't say everything will be okay because guys are going to be like, no, it's not. Um, every single day, ask him one of two questions. You can pick depending on your guy. Either the more generic, how can I help you today? Today. That's the important part. What can I do for you today to help anything? And there's going to be nine times out of 10, it's going to be nothing, right? But, and don't offer suggestions. Don't say, do you want me to go through the ads on, you know, whatever the website is? overwhelming. Yeah. Don't say any of that. Just ask every day, how can I help you today? Or what is one thing that I can take off your plate today? And just, it could be anything. It could be whatever, but just give him every day, just allow him to ask for a tiny bit of help. And then the third thing is um, be proactive about money stuff. 
like take decision making out of his panicked mind. Because obviously, if if somebody loses their job, that's going to affect income, which is going to affect budgets, right? Mm -hmm. If you can be proactive about it and just say something like, hey, you know how every Saturday night we, you know, go to, we try a fancy new restaurant, like we're only going to do that once a month now. And I'm going to, I'm going to cook us a fancy meal at home. Don't make it an option. Don't do anything like that. Just cut it back. Mm -hmm. So that he doesn't have to try to think about it and do the math because that for me, at least that reality is panic inducing. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then just try to create new routines around using the new money system, try to create new routines. Ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for your next comedian here at Ellie's Comedy Club. You're going to love this guy. Welcome to the stage, Dad. I had to sell my vacuum cleaner. All it was doing was gathering dust. You may have heard of the point and the flat from Rothy's. Actually, I know you've had because I've been talking about them on the show for years. I love them. And People Magazine named the point the best flat for their first ever style awards in 2021. I got some last month and they're in work outfit rotation for me. They are sleek. They're stylish. And best of all, they're comfortable. Rothy's has a ton of styles. I love the point and I love the loafer style for work. And then I love the sneaker style for a more casual look. The best part is everything Rothy's makes is better for the planet. They've repurposed millions of water bottles into their signature thread that goes into every single one of their products. When you invest in a pair of Rothy's, you can be proud of what you're spending your money on and your money will go far. I have worn flasks since college and I usually have to retire them after just a year or two because they get so worn out. Not Rothy's. Rothy's shoes are machine washable, so you look like you have a brand new pair of shoes after every wash. It's time to say goodbye to flats you'll have to replace. Replace your old flats once and for all with Rothy's. Step up your shoes and accessories this spring and get ready to be asked, are those Rothy's? Plus, get $20 off your purchase at rothys.com slash upside. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash upside. Are you one of those people who is a fixer? You want to take care of everyone else. You want to make sure that they're okay. You go above and beyond to take care of others, but you neglect yourself. It is time for you to give you the self-care that you give so generously to others. And BetterHelp Online Therapy can help do that. BetterHelp is a sponsor of The Upside with Callie and Jeff, and we are such advocates of mental health. We are so excited that they have been such a long-time partner with ours. It is time for you to take a step towards taking care of you with therapy. BetterHelp is online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. You don't even have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Give it a try and see why over 2 million people have used BetterHelp online therapy. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and the Upside with Callie and Jeff listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com Upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com slash Upside. 
upside. Thrive Cosmetics makes high-performance, vegan, 100% cruelty-free skincare and beauty products. Thrive is a brand that I heard about years ago from my girlfriends who not only loved the makeup, but also loved that it was a brand that they could be proud to support. The word cause is in the name for a reason. Every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. Thrive has a mission called Bigger Than Beauty. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, which includes women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. They also never test on animals. Years ago, I had to ditch my lash extensions because they were super irritating to my eyes. I started using Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara, and I love it because it mimics the look of lash extensions. The Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara has over 15,000 five-star reviews. Now, if your skin dries up like mine in the cold weather and it is like begging for some hydration, try Thrive Cosmetics Overnight Sensation Brightening Sleep Mask, which melts into your skin to restore moisture and rejuvenate your skin. So you wake up with a smoother, brighter, more hydrated complexion. Now is a great time to try Thrive Cosmetics for yourself. Right now, you can get 15% off your order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com upside. That's Thrive Cosmetics. C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash upside for 15% off your first order. Here are my three random things for today. Number one, I'm just saying, I'm saying this just for us, just for you and I, Callie. You know what we don't do enough? Hmm. Spoon. Oh, no, I don't like spooning. Spooning is good. No. Spooning. Not for women. Spooning increases intimacy. It can make you feel safe and connected. It releases the feel-good hormone oxytocin or token. Not oxycontin, not the drug. Oxy, whatever, dopamine and serotonin, all of that stuff. And then when those things are running through your system, it actually boosts your immune system and helps ease pain. So spooning is a good thing. You don't you don't like spooning at all? No, I don't. I mean, I'll snuggle, but no, I don't like spooning. I do, but I like to be a little spoon. Seriously? Mm-hmm. I prefer to be a little spoon. Why? I don't know. Does it make you feel safe? It does. <laughs> uh, yesterday was National Puppy Day, so in honor of that, here are the top 10 dog names for 2022. Um, number 10 on the list, Sadie. No. Um, and then counting backwards from 10, Sadie, Milo, Bailey, Daisy, Max, Lucy, Cooper, Charlie, Bella, and the number one, Luna. No, I thought you were going to say Lily. And my third random thing, um, next time you are having chicken nuggets, think of this. A woman named Leah broke a Guinness World Record. Um, she is a British competitive eater. Um, in one minute, she ate 19 chicken nuggets. One nine in one minute. Hmm. Other record she holds, fastest time to eat three pickled eggs, fastest time to eat an entire muffin without hands, most marshmallows eaten in one minute, most tomatoes eaten in one minute, and most chicken nuggets eaten in three minutes. And those are my three random things. Jeff mentioned earlier this week that people, specialists, smart people, can tell when there's a COVID spike by measuring the sewage. 
which I thought was absolutely disgusting. Then we got off on a minor tangent about how that's actually someone's job. And we were wondering, like, is it an intern that does that? Is it whatever? So somebody had to think of it. Somebody had to say, like, okay, how do we keep track of of COVID if people like if there's like home tests and stuff? And somebody else said, I know, hey, will you go downstairs and get some go down to the, you know, the sewer treatment plant and just stick your hand in there and just grab some poop water? We'll measure it. We'll come up with a baseline and then we'll check it every other day. Yeah. So we got a message from an upside listener whose husband is in that profession. Not only is it a thing, you have to be like a smart person and licensed to be able to do that job. So he is a licensed COVID pooper scooper. No, he's a licensed operator is like what she said. Um, It's called, oh no, a wastewater operator. Um, Pooper scooper. No. And she said it's super fascinating. It can definitely be gross. Like when he first started out, like basically she said like poop happens, but it's necessary and it provides a lot to the two communities and the environment. And she said um, he works on huge pumps 30 feet down in the ground that are under pressure. No. And she also said the Dirty Jobs episode from back in the day was filmed at a plant in Atlanta, she thinks, which, okay, first of all, I still have so many questions for her. Second of all, do you remember that song, that show, Dirty Jobs? Is that still a show? I don't think so, but um, it was fat. It was fascinating. It's a great idea for a show. They lost me one time with a job, and I forget what the specific job was, but a- if you. If you don't know, sorry, if you don't know what the show was, it's basically the host would go do jobs like wastewater operator and get COVID poop samples out of pump machines 30 feet below ground. Mm-hmm. Or he would like crawl into, um, you know, like sewer systems to fix or, or like to fix pipes or like working with. I don't know. Every, every example I can think of is poop, but they're there, not, they weren't I mean, all poop. They weren't. There, were a lot, there was a lot of poop, but there was Well, wasn't. but I think that because those are the shocking ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I remember the one where they lost me is where they the guy had to stick his arm in like a cow's rear end. And nope. I was like, OK, this is this is um, you lost me. His job title would be beef jerky. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. We would love to stay in touch with you by text. Text the word upside to 800-434-5454 and then save it in your phone as Callie and Jeff. I have a crazy idea, but I also think it might be brilliant. Okay. And I can't believe I haven't thought of it before now. Why a typical day for me, like a typical work day after Callie goes to to bed at like seven o'clock with Ellie, right? Um, A typical work day involves me sitting in the studio, answering some emails, usually editing or proofing some audio, and then obviously um, polishing up the upside and uploading that. Right. And then um, I'll usually goof around on the internet for a little while. In theory, tidy up the studio, go upstairs, go to bed by 10 or 11. Right. Then I get up the next day. My alarm goes off between five and six. Ellie gets up at 630. 
off we go. And then we have a day, right? Mm-hmm. Why don't I shift to your schedule? Why don't I get up at four in the morning? I mean, I know you get up at like three at earlier if Less, you want to. I get up at 2.15. That's because you want to work out or whatever. Which is I crazy. still get up at 2.15. I know, it's, still, it's crazy. I'm not going to get up that early. But why don't I get up at like 3.30 or 4? Like if I'm going to be working alone in the studio in the dark, mm-hmm. why don't I get up so that our morning schedules overlap for like 20 minutes so I get to see you in the morning. Then I can come downstairs, mm-hmm. do some work, get some stuff done. Then I actually feel like it's a very productive time of day. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. Because I'll tell you what throws me off. Is I, I, right now I'm working on something international, but also like even working with people on the West Coast. If I email them at eight o'clock at night, they'll email me back because they're still in the office. Mm-hmm. Like they're still working. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll just, next thing you know, like 90 minutes of my night's gone because mm-hmm. I'm working on the project with somebody who's in like, you know. Well, that's what I was going to say would be like the upside to you sticking to the schedule that you currently have is that then someone is available to talk to people after I go to bed at like 6.30. Nobody needs to talk to us. Like it's usually, yeah. I mean, they need to talk anyway, to us. Anyway, but I think you should. I, even when I, so I normally wake up at 2.15. When I work from home, I work up, I still wake up early. I wake up at like between 4.30 and 5. And to be honest, like the hour or two of like the morning where it's still dark outside Emails aren't coming in like crazy. No one's calling you. Most people aren't texting you. It is like absurdly productive. It is an absurdly productive time of day that I don't think you get at night unless you're working at like, I don't know, midnight to one. Yeah. Because if you're still going to bed at 10, people still text, I think, like pretty late. Um, So anyways, I highly encourage that. Hi, this is Mandy in Los Angeles, and I just finished today's show where Callie was talking about um, why women are always cold in the office, and it's because temperatures in buildings are based off of a formula that was developed in the 1960s Mad Men era that took into account clothing insulation, but it also only took into account the metabolic rate of men, and women is much lower, and therefore they produce much less heat, and that's why women are always cold and have to have extra blankets and sweatshirts at the office. Um, Have a nice day. Liquid IV is delicious. I don't think we talk about that enough. It tastes so good. My favorites, the lemon lime and the strawberry, but they have got a ton of flavors. There's one that is certainly going to appeal to you. And it's not just like kind of flavored well, like some of those sparkling waters. It's really, really Good. And it's also good for you. It's got five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. When you dissolve one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water, you're going to get hydrated faster and more efficiently than water alone. Whether it's hot in the summer or the cold temperatures of winter, you have to be hydrated. It helps you stay healthy. It boosts your immunity and you just feel better. Grab Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code UPSIDE at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code UPSIDE at liquidiv.com. Experience better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code UPSIDE. Allie, oh my gosh. 
you have got me cracking up at the whole poop conversation and COVID. And that you thought that if there's more poop, there's more COVID, and I'm just dying. Anyway, I love you guys. Have a great day. So I'm listening to today's podcast, and you're talking about names um, that are old and that may come back. And I'll tell you what name is not coming back. It is Nancy. I own a business that caters to children. I see thousands of children a year. In the last 15 years, I have yet to see a child named Nancy. That's my name. So it's me and all the 80-year-olds named Nancy. There are no kids named Nancy. So if you want to give your daughter a unique name that you don't hear anymore, Nancy's it. All right. Bye. Hi, Jeff and Kelly. It is Liz. So I used to work in the water, wastewater industry, and it's not a scientist that's going out to collect these samples of wastewater um, at the water reclamation facilities. That's where the water from our sewer system goes to be purified and then returned back in a lot of cases to nature. Um, but it would be a plant worker, so they have a lab on site where they're taking samples of the water um, to analyze it for various things. So one of these things is obviously COVID now, um, and so it's just somebody at the plant. Uh, it's, you know, a, a water reclamation treatment uh, operator or something along those lines. So that's uh, just a little bit of knowledge about the COVID samples in the wastewater. Talk to you guys later. Bye. My husband is from Australia, and I was listening to the part of your call or of your um, show today that was talking about them testing the wastewater and the sewage for COVID. And it's true, if you Google in Australia, they actually locked down cities because there was an increased amount of COVID waste in their sewage system. So it's true. I used to believe that if I was sad, it meant that I wasn't fighting hard enough or I wasn't grateful enough. And that's not true. Be sad and be grateful and look at the twinkly lights and feel your feelings. It's all real. The joy and the pain is all real. And you don't have to pick one or the other. Life is beautiful or life is garbage. It's kind of both sometimes.